Hey guys, welcome back to the Align Programme podcast. I hope you're all having lovely weeks. So this week we are going to be delving a little bit deeper into the menopause and more specifically the menopause in terms of reaching your health and fitness goals. Now this isn't going to be just in light of, oh, you know, how, how could the menopause get in the way of me achieving a physique goal? But more likely how we can navigate through the perimenopause, the menopause, postmenopause to empower us as women to keep taking control and making decisions in our life and taking control of our health. And this might seem like it's a bit niche, but it's absolutely not in the sense that if you are a female and you're listening to this, you will, you know, providing you live long enough, you will go through the menopause. So if you're not going through the menopause right now, it's still very, very much relevant to you for later on in life. And it's something that we can't be clued up on enough, right? And actually getting yourself clued up and aware of the potential implications, the potential symptoms, how that may manifest, some challenges that that may present, the better prepared you are for that and actually recognising when you could be going through this, then the I'm going to say easier, uh, the smoother that might may make that transition. And I say recognise this as well, because not everybody recognises when they are going through the menopause, right? And that doesn't even just begin with the bleeding, the change in bleeding, uh, cycles being affected or stopping altogether. But that can sometimes manifest as other symptoms that can sometimes actually be misdiagnosed along the way. And if we're not actually sure what we're dealing with, that, I guess, could make you feel like you're a bit out of control of your own body and it can be scary. So I'm just going to start off by outlining what the menopause is, what we're talking about, and giving you a little bit of a foundation. So perimenopause is the phase in which estrogen levels start to decline and this is where a lot of people notice the most symptoms when it comes to menopausal style symptoms this is due to the levels of estrogen fluctuating a lot uh, this is how this is where we tend to get a lot of symptoms manifesting as hormones are kind of up and down all over the place and become a little bit less structural and i guess the only way to kind of describe how this may feel is imagining like a really a really bad cycle menstrual cycle but times 10 right and actually the more frustrating thing is that with a cycle and obviously this is something that I encourage all of you guys to do if you are someone who menstruates you can get to know what's normal for you it's cyclical you kind of know when to expect it you kind of know that on the 21st day of the month you're going to start to feel bloated you're going to start to feel a bit grouchy you know watery whatever you kind of know what's coming and roughly when but when we head into perimenopause it's very much a case of it happens when it happens and the way it happens is completely individual so I guess it's a case of being aware of the symptoms and trying to make sense of that and unfortunately it doesn't happen cyclically it just happens with the fluctuations of the hormones which can be the most challenging thing about this phase we then head into menopause which is a specific point in time that menses cease and cycles stop and we're classed as then you know menopausal when menses have stopped for 12 months plus we then drop into postmenopause, which is when we tend to see symptoms settling um, as estrogen begins to level out again. There's less fluctuation, things start to level out. Estrogen is sitting obviously lower than it was prior to menopause, but that is now not fluctuating all over the place like it was, you know, during during perimenopause, and we're seeing a lot of those fluctuations. Um, 
And basically what causes menopause is a decline in estrogen from a hormonal perspective. And it's this decline in estrogen that can A, manifest in lots of symptoms and challenges as a result and also can cause potential complications the lower our estrogen is this can sometimes expose us to uh, different cardiovascular diseases um, osteoporosis low bone mineral density loads of other factors and actually this is actually a time in our lives that taking control of our health and fitness and our lifestyle becomes absolutely paramount Yet it's so challenging because of the symptoms that manifest, even though it's such an important thing. If we think about things that can happen and implications of having low estrogen, like CB disease, um, low, 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 bone mineral, low bone mineral density that can cause osteoporosis. Um, you know, we think about our age range and risk of sarcopenia and muscle loss. These lifestyle factors, you know, nourishing our bodies with good nutrition, being active, building muscle tissue are counteractive to these negative implications right so less about necessarily a physique goal but more about how can we make sure that we are still continuing to take care of our health and fitness during this time and how do we navigate this through the menopause so from a coaching perspective the way that I deal with this with clients is very much individual much like how different individuals present different symptoms during their cycle. I will not blanket tell you what to do during your menstrual cycle and you should be really wary of anybody who does or any coach that you know sells a program to here's how to program around your menstrual cycle because actually the fluctuations in hormones may be similar but the way that that manifests is completely individual with each client and it's exactly the same when it comes to menopause. And that's why, from a coaching perspective, I will very much treat the symptom, not the cause, because what manifests with one client may not with another. And actually, we need to help you through the challenges of the symptoms rather than actually the fluctuations itself. We can't do anything about the hormonal fluctuation, but we can help you through the challenges that that may cause. So just to touch on some different symptoms that may manifest... This can be things like hot flushes, night sweats, which will therefore affect the quality of the sleep that you will then be getting. Um, physical changes like vaginal dryness, um, UTIs, things like that. Changes in mood, which I know from personal experience from people that I've worked with and actually the women around me, this is quite a common one that gets misdiagnosed a lot of the time, particularly if you're not aware that it could be a symptom. Um, the drop in estrogen can cause moods to lower. It's something actually that we see with um, with bikini girls when they sometimes are very, very lean and have a drop in estrogen that you can get increased anxious episodes or uh, increased episodes of depression. And sometimes if two and two aren't put together, this can be misdiagnosed but as depression. And sometimes potentially treated with antidepressants when actually it's a symptom of menopause um poor concentration again poor cognition things that come with low estrogen um bone mineral density loss which we've touched on prior due to again dropping estrogen which can then sometimes lead to osteoporotic factors um redistribution of body fat storage which is again something that i find a lot with clients that um they feel like they increase they have put weight on i'm saying this in inverted commas and in, in, you can't see me that they have put on body fat since heading through the menopause and actually 
a lot of that is often that they have seen an, an increase in belly fat because of body fat redistribution rather than actually gaining body fat itself. And that's more, again, due to the changes in estrogen, meaning that body fat redistributes around the body and we tend to hold body fat around our middle rather than on our limbs. And that's, again, indicative of that change in hormones rather than actually that your your weight per se or your actual body fat percentage has increased. And again, this can be super challenging. And this is not an exhaustive list by any means, but these are just some of the symptoms that tend to come up. Um, and then, you know, low energy from low sleep quality, et cetera, et cetera. And often what happens here is that although it feels like the menopause is directly influencing body composition or you may have gone through this transition and you feel like you've put on weight as a result, that it's not actually the change in hormones that is causing that but it's almost like an indirect cause in that as you head through this stage, these symptoms that manifest, say, for example, you do get hot flushes, you therefore your sleeping quality is impaired, therefore your energy levels are really low throughout the day. Your body's then going to try and preserve energy, right? You're naturally not going to move as much if it's not something that you're actually monitoring and quantifying. Your hunger levels are going to be through the roof because we know that when we're tired, our hunger then can become dysregulated. So it can be easier to end up snacking mindlessly because your hunger levels are all over the place because your sleep is all over the place. And the last thing that you want to do is exercise because your energy is low. And therefore, we end up in a calorie surplus because we are moving less and eating a bit more. And that is how we can sometimes end up putting body fat on. What that is, is menopause causing symptoms that then make lifestyle factors harder to manage so from a coaching perspective understanding that with a client and understanding that you know what yeah you may find it harder during the menopause and during the perimenopause and being able to support you in that is super important because actually there's a double-edged sword here that on one side of things it's not the menopause but on one side of things it is the menopause and actually that little bit of compassionate coaching empowering you that you know what with a little bit of extra support and the education around what's going on in your body that little bit of education that little bit of support that little bit of belief in yourself you can absolutely manage these things and finding that empowering that actually you know what this is still within my control and you know what yeah it may be a little bit more challenging but thinking of that future self and thinking, do you know what, actually shift that why to controlling my lifestyle factors, nourishing my body, make sure, making sure I'm well-fueled, uh, training, resistance training, doing regular exercise. These are all going to help so much during this phase to not only help to manage symptoms, but also during this phase where these health markers become of particular importance. Now, I touched on there around building muscle tissue with training and this is something that is again super important if we think about the age that we are when we go through menopause this is when we can start to see but actually this age across both men and women that we can start to see what is known as sarcopenia occurring where it's a decline in muscle retention um and therefore Resistance training and eating adequate protein becomes even more important for building and retaining that muscle tissue, right? Because as hormones are changing, as we are aging, this becomes something that begins to decline. We tend to see more muscle wastage. And actually, if we think about old age and we think about things that often cause um, aging quite quickly is 
muscle wastage and injury because of lack of muscle tissue and actually making sure that we're building adequate muscle tissue, we're retaining adequate muscle tissue and that we're favouring that body composition of um, a slightly higher muscle tissue to body fat means that we have uh, stronger bodies, that we are able to bounce back from injury, that our joints are better protected because we have muscle tissue. And therefore, again, all of those other health factors surrounding these things, we have a stronger body and we become more resilient. And often the knock-on of that then, as a byproduct, because of your body composition having a little bit more muscle tissue, we tend to then still see that more quote-unquote toned look from a health fitness physique goal on the outside. But actually, internally, this is so beneficial for health, for injury prevention, and for those lifestyle factors that we've already spoken about in regard to things that will occur around as we begin around that kind of age bracket. So super important that part of that exercise that we're factoring in is resistance based. And you guys all know that whether you are, you you may have a certain new physique goal or a lifestyle goal, all of you, whatever that looks like for you, and it will all be different for all of you, will have some level of resistance training in your exercise for this general health reason and to favour that body composition of higher muscle tissue basically for health and lifestyle factors as a foundation and when we are heading through menopause this becomes so so important even more important than it was before and this also is huge for cardiovascular health right making sure that we have got adequate exercise that we're getting our heart pumping that we're challenging our bodies fantastic for our cardiovascular health again helping to fight cardiovascular disease later on in life so so many knock-on factors here and Again, this is so why it's so important to help us to navigate through the menopause in a way that allows us to continue to nourish and fuel and exercise our bodies for our health. So what does this look like then from a coaching perspective? So I can give you that education. I can talk through these factors with you. I can see how see what is presented in your life and support you to build some structure around that together, creating programs creating expectations for the week that are doable for you that are based around what you are able to do around your energy levels and the factors that matter so I know with a lot of you that have suffered with kind of night sweats and things like that we've focused a lot around getting good quality sleep and then you know meal frequency to make sure that we're managing our hunger fluctuations as as best as possible where we start depends on what you're presenting with. So that education and that structure from a coach at first, so, so important. But also if we think about mindfulness techniques, which is a lot of the way I coach anyway, and stress reduction, again, super important. Things like yoga, journaling, general stress management. And again, being stressed can then therefore have implications on um, our food choices and being mindful around food and just general quality of life all of these things become super important now obviously we've spoken a lot about a lifestyle perspective but it like i said at the start it can become really challenging as hormones fluctuate as symptoms present it presents you with more challenges than normal to maintaining these lifestyle factors that are important not only from a health perspective but also if you do you know you still want to empower yourself with a physique goal for example and you still want to say to yourself you know what I want to set a physique goal and I want my body to reflect hard work for example that I'm putting in the gym all of these different things that you want to still be empowered to do that you don't want to feel like something is getting in the way of now HRT is something that is 
I guess has in the past had a little bit of bad press. I know that definitely my parents' generation were exposed to a lot of media linking HRT to breast cancer. There's definitely some initial research that did so. And it very much, I guess, got a little bit of a stigma back in the day, as it were, um, around, around that. And since then, there has been a lot of research that has disproved that. And my clients, those of you that obviously will, majority of you listening will be clients and you will know I posted a graphic in our members only area, members only area group today. Um, that was a really good visual representation of this. And what that did was it highlighted an, the understanding of breast cancer risks across different populations. And I think it had, you know, say, I think, I think the figure was 23,000, uh, 23,000, 23 cases in every thousand women. Uh, you know, being diagnosed with breast cancer, and that's without any other factors. I think that then increased by four with HRT. I think there was combined HRT actually decreased. It was the same figure of increased by four for use of the pill. And actually, I think it nearly doubled for those that are considered obese or morbidly obese or with that uh, BMI that reflected that. So the understanding here is really important that there may be a slight increase, but we need to understand that that's comparative to you know, the, the pill, for example, which is a lot more widely used. And actually, it's absolutely not a massive increase compared to those that I think I think it was two units of alcohol daily. There's a massive increase as well, or those that are morbidly obese. And actually, if HRT allows us to then manage our weight, for example, and nourish our bodies and exercise, think of the, the, you know, the potential knock on that makes us then not in that morbidly obese category that allows us to then control those lifestyle factors and bring ourselves out of that risk element. So HRT is always an option and definitely something that I will help my clients to open the discussion with with their GP. I'm obviously not a medical professional and I'm not here to recommend any medication, but I do want to feel like my clients are always empowered or would I can support you to start these conversations with a GP if you think that that is a route that you want to go down. And that is very much for the GP to help you to um, to make the decision on, right? Because there will be some people that are maybe are not the best candidates for HRT due to family history and, th and things like that. But if you are someone who is and you're just worried about opening up that conversation, a little bit of education and empowerment around that can be a great starting point to be able to have that conversation with a medical professional and to see what your options are. I know that I've had clients that have taken that step and have been a good candidate and have given it a try and that have felt brand new because they didn't realize the slow decline of these hormones and fluctuations that was piling up against them um that again has made it easier for them to take care of themselves because the symptoms that they were feeling have been somewhat relieved with the their estrogen being leveled out um, and for some people it may not they may not feel the difference and actually they may not carry on with it but what i would like for all of my clients that is if it this is something that you're maybe unsure of or you're wanting to you know ponder with your gp that you have that conversation just simply because we are living longer we're living so much longer as you know as the generations go on and say if averagely we go through the menopause around 50 that's potentially you know you could potentially live to 100 the way we're going it's half of your life and you should be empowered to be able to keep control of your health and be happy in your skin for that second half of your life. So if you are a good candidate for that, that can be something that can really enable you to work through those symptoms, to feel less challenged, to be empowered, to then continue to take care of yourself where it may become tougher during certain periods of your life. 
But as I say, away from medicine, the biggest thing that we need to be focusing on, even with medical support, if that's the route that you chose to go down, is lifestyle factors. And actually, it's being able to be empowered by the fact that actually, do you know what? If I track things a little bit more quantitatively, if I say to myself, do you know what? If I make sure that I get my eight to 10,000 steps a day and I monitor that, then that isn't going to be fluctuated by if I had a bad night's sleep and my body will be telling me to move at a rate of about 3,000 steps. If I can quantify that and I know that I go and I am active and I do those two or three sessions of strength sessions a week that I said I would do and I am mindful with my nutrition and I'm aware of my body and I'm aware of what, you know, um, of what physical hunger feels like, of what emotional hunger feels like, of when I'm snacking mindlessly or when, you know, I'm saying to myself, do you know what, my sleep's been awful this week, so I know it's super important that I need to be on it with my food and I need to be eating regularly and doing a little bit of prep here so that I am regulating my hunger as much as I can. These things can really go a long way towards empowering you to take control of your health in a time when the way that symptoms are presenting, it can be easy to take over and it's being able to see that as empowering and thinking, do you know what, I can I can still do this. And as a coach, that's very much something that I will support anybody that is going through these symptoms to do so, providing that they are transparent with me and honest about what symptoms are presenting. We can work through those things together. I personally feel like as a young woman, this is something that just isn't spoken about enough, considering that half of the population are going to go through this at some point in their lives. And more and more now, women are not on the sidelines like they were even in recent history, right? We are all leading full lives. We are, you know, wanting to juggle things, whether you're a single parent juggling, looking after the kids, whether you're a mum who's also got a career, or whether you're just a woman who wants to keep control of your health, like you don't have to be juggling a million things. We should be empowered to be doing that. And unfortunately, I'm not going to say the P word again, but due to patriarchal standards, this has been something that has just been one of those things that has been brushed under the carpet for so long. And actually, I'm so glad that more and more we are actually talking about this. It's getting more airtime. There is more understanding of it. And the more that we push for this, the greater the understanding will be, the more it will be recognised in the workplace, the more it will be recognised in society of the challenges that women face through their lives with their cycles, not just from a menstruation perspective, but then into menopause and how actually debilitating that can be for women. And the more education that we have around it, the more that we clue ourselves up around it, we understand what's going on, we understand how that can manifest. But we also feel empowered that with that understanding, we can still keep on top of those lifestyle factors to give ourselves the best shot at remaining healthy. The more airtime this is going to get, and hopefully the more research that is inputted, the more um, wide range of access to different medications and support around this time of, of life. And... Yeah, I'm just glad that this is getting more airtime. And if I can support any of you guys through this process and how it's manifesting for you to make you feel empowered and to keep taking control of your health and your fitness, I will absolutely do so. So any of you that are clients, I know those of you that we've spoken about this already um, are open with me about the challenges that you face and helping you to overcome those. And I know there's so many of you that we've done that successfully. Super proud of that. But those of you that are maybe new to the team or you are thinking about coaching this is something that I think as coaches I well as a coach I'm so glad that I've taken the time to educate myself around in the recent years and something that every coach should be educating themselves around and 
that you should be making sure that you are coaching with someone who can support you through these times and adjust and adapt things in a way that is compassionate to where you're at, your needs, where your health is at at the moment and what's doable for you rather than kind of just pushing you down a rabbit hole and make you feel like you're failing if you can't do X, Y, Z. Well, then we do ABC and we do it in a way where we focus on doing what you can do and empowering you to do so. So I hope you guys found that helpful. A little bit of background around, obviously, what the menopause is, what's going on from a physiological perspective and how that can manifest physically and how you can still be empowered to take control of those lifestyle factors to give yourself the best shot to take back control of your body and to open up conversations where it may be appropriate with medical professionals should you want to medicate further um, and take further control in the likes of you know realms of HRT um, in whatever form that that may take providing that that is the right route for you. My emails, my DMs, my WhatsApp number is always open for messages and obviously if you're an existing client and you want to probe this a little bit further or talk to me about this a little bit further then that door is always open for you um, at any time. Thank you guys for listening, I hope you found this helpful and I will see you in the next one.